Tire Power, best buys on big brand sale now on. Get into your local, independently owned Tire Power today. Everybody is talking about MG at Mount Barker Auto Group in the Adelaide Hills. Coming soon. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Let's Four minutes past seven on this Thursday. Good morning, live in SENSA Studio Lumo, powered by Lumo Energy SA. And Mark Bickley, the text or caller of the week, will win that cricket stump esky filled with nippies, ice-flavored milks, and fresh juices. The more I say it, the uh, the more I'm hoping that one appears in the studio. So we can we need to sample the stuff that we're talking about, right? Oh, also the cricket stump esky. We can have a little hit of cricket. I'll bring the bat in. We'll put the stumps up. What's there. your specialty when it comes to cricket? Well, I was uh, actually a little bit ahead of the game. Uh, back, oh, here we go. Back in the uh, the late 80s, I was a wicketkeeper opening batsman long before Adam Gilchrist. Now, I'm not saying I was at the same level as Adam Gilchrist. I'm not saying I would have carried his bags, but that's what I was doing. I was rather agricultural <laughs> in, t- in my uh, shop making, which a lot of country cricketers were. But... Uh, yeah, that's, that's where I like. What about you? Do you play cricket? Can I tell you something quickly about Radio Craft? The reason I was silent that whole time is that we were recording everything that you just said then. So there'll be a grab of you saying, yeah, I was agricultural. Um, <laughs> there'll also be a grab about me saying I was like Adam, Adam Gilchrist. And hopefully one day we will interview Adam Gilchrist and we'll then play we'll, we'll play it back to him. Yeah, no, I, I used to love cricket growing up. I idolised Mark War, so I had everything. So I had the V100. Well, why doesn't that the, surprise me? Well, everything, <laughs> Every mate. Every cricket shirt that he ever wore. I even Remember those inside cricket magazines where you used to buy the merchandise from the catalogue? So I got the the coat of arms, the crest, and I put it on my cricket helmet oh, for wow. school cricket. My highest score was 13 not out, mm. and I had the opportunity to open the batting. Now, this whole week I can remember, this defines my cricket career. The whole week in training, I was practicing leaving the ball. I thought mm. this is how I need to focus on that. Watching Mark War, yep. even when he changed from being... Arms. He was, as a bowler, he was a medium pacer. He went to off spin. I did the same thing. After a week, two training sessions, Tuesday, Thursday night of leaving the ball, I left the ball. First delivery on a Saturday morning, got bowl middle stump. Yep. The death rattle. It was horrible. Well, my son's going through cricket now. He's 10, 11 next week. Uh, and I'll tell you the um, the stress that comes with being a cricket dad is when you get the roster that comes out and says, you're scoring this week. Oh, no. I break out into a cold sweat. <laughs> so I scored last week, you know, on a dot ball, no ball, wide. There's a, you know, and, and when under 10s, there's a lot of no balls and wides don't make it onto the pitch. You know, ticking the score, you know, and making sure it all adds up at the end. Then, then the way cricket's played these days, they face roughly about fourteen or fifteen balls each. So you have got to record how, okay. many, how many balls each young batsman's facing, oh. and then yell out, "He's got one ball to go." <laughs> oh man, well, I went home at that twelve thirty. I was exhausted. So um, at least you're there, though. That's good. I like you. You're being involved, though. That's the main oh, thing. Yeah, but, I, I've, yeah, I feel for the people who. who um, didn't grow up with cricket and know how to score. And then someone said, oh, can you score? Oh, that, that sounds all right. Thinking you might just count the runs, but it's quite in-depth being a, the score person. It is. Send us a text, 0427-154-166. Really quickly, um, Brett says, Ash Woodland, a fantastic signing for Port Adelaide. Um, Daniel says, Mitch Georgiatis will be the best player to play for both SA clubs. So forecasting that Mitch is leaving the, the power. <laughs> and um, Callum talked about his love for the Boston Bruins on their way to a league record. Currently sitting on top with 47 wins and eight losses with 22 games to go. All I say about that, and without giving too much away, if you're a fan of Boston in the NHL, mm. you'll be very excited about the news which is going to break in Australia really soon about Boston and the NHL. Okay, well give me a little insight please. The Boston Bruins, what's a Bruin? You know, normally there's a some type of um, 
like logo, a, a, logo or a characteristic, you know, a tiger or, a, you know, the power is a lightning bolt. What's yes. A, what's a Bruin? So a Bruin is a name for a bear, especially in children's fables. So it's a bear. A big bear, the and Boston Bears. People can identify the Boston Bruins logo because mm-hmm. Happy Gilmore wore that jersey well, in the go. movie Happy Gilmore. So okay. there it's identifiable. All right, let's get into the big agenda of Thursday because there's a lot to talk about. If the button works. Agenda! <laughs> Now, Bix, you know, I thought I was going to get arrested for throwing my cardboard boxes out in someone else's bin. Yes. Now I'm going to get arrested for throwing the computer out of Studio Lumo. Okay. <laughs> it's just like anything. anything. You just you have to wait. There's a bit of patience. Just there's that one second delay there. It feels like an hour. Uh, okay. Let's talk about the agenda. Um, and Adelaide last night, uh, what they did was they had their season launch, but they also had a strategic pro. They, they re- released a list of strategic priorities, which they hope to be achieved by 2027. Now, this is not new. It was made famous, really, by Brendan Gale in 2012. He said that Richmond would have, uh, I think it was 100,000 members and win a premiership by 2017. Yes. And he was lambasted widely for that because at the time, Richmond were... 12th or 13th, they were mediocre. They, they were a powerhouse that hadn't really done anything since the, the 80s. Uh, so, but what happened was, of course, 2017, it came to fruition and everyone said, we, we need to get on that tram as well. We need to set visions and we need to work towards them. Port Adelaide did one in 2021. Uh, and now Adelaide have uh, put one out last night. So their vision for the next five years is a premiership for the AFL team Sustained AFLW success highlighted by a fourth flag, a membership tally of 100,000 people, community programs accessible to 100,000 participants and relocate the entire club to its new home base by 2026. And the catch cry that that falls under is earn the pride. So uh, so there you go. And they, they've spoken about in, uh, well, Tim Silvers presented this last night and he talked about how they want to rebound off their very strong financial position. They are now in their debt-free after the pandemic, which is a fantastic effort. Uh, and also what they want to do is is um, become a football-first footy club, which I think most people would agree with and most people think should be pretty obvious. So that's, that's where their focus lies. But I wouldn't have thought that is totally unrealistic to think in the next five years that they should be aiming to win a premiership because it's been... 10 years since they're in the grand final, they've gone through this rebuild. If the rebuild is successful, it's generally a seven, eight, nine year process. So it wouldn't be unrealistic to think they should be somewhere around the mark. Let me ask you a question because a lot of the the teams, their mantra is we exist to win premierships. So, Well, one team has that mantra. Well, everyone should exist to win premierships. Let's use Richmond as the example. So their five-year plan from 2012. um, And I wanted your take on this. Richmond's 2012 list... So in 2012, Richmond finished 12th. Yes. Um, quite coincidental there. Mm-hmm. Uh, their leading goal kicker, Jack Revolt, kicked 65 goals in 2012. Okay, so he was already a star. Yes, he was. Um, nine players on the list went on to be a part of the 2017 Premiership team. I'm going to read out some of the, the big names of that nine that really stand out. Dustin Martin was 20, mm. Jack Revolt, 23, Trent Cochin, 22, Basha Hawley, 23, Alex Rance, 22, Dylan Grimes, 20, and Brandon Ellis, who played in two out of their three premierships, was 18. Do you see that 
in the Crows of now. Hindsight's a beautiful thing. Richmond have won their three flags. It's okay. So yep. we can reflect on that in, um, in, in crystal clear vision. Do you see any of that in the Crows list right now? I don't see a player who's going to get to the level of Dustin Martin. I see potential to someone to get to where Trent Cochin is. I, I struggle to think that there'll be a player who will emulate Jack Revolt. Jack Revolt's going to, what's he got, eight, 900 goals, mm-hmm. something something crazy like that. Might even uh, Maybe not that many, but 700. Uh, Darcy Fogarty, I think people are hoping will get somewhere close to that. Rance, when they were winning that flag in 2017, he was arguably the best player in the competition, the most attacking defender. He almost sort of revolutionised the way defence was played. He was quite amazing. Julian Grimes are both really great players. So... There's You mentioned nine players. Now, Adelaide have a good list of talented young players. So if I pick their most talented nine players in the time frame, so I've said if you, you've got to be born pretty much 1998 onwards mm-hmm. because I don't think there's going to be many players that, that were born before that, you know, who are 33, 34, who are going to survive and still be around. So I think Adelaide, here's the talented Adelaide players that I've written down. Rankin, Rochelle, Saligo, Butts is in there because he's a big key defender. Dawson still hanging on. Fogarty, Berry, Pedler. So they've got, there's a nucleus of nine players. You've then got Miller who will be older, uh, but he's been injury prone. I'm not sure at 32 whether he'll still be there. But you've got blokes like Hinge, Hamill, Jones, McHenry, Schomburg, Hakeley, Himmelberg, who'll all be in that 28, 29 range. But once again, the jury's out whether they'll be 200-game AFL players. We just haven't seen enough of them to be able to make those judgments yet. I'm taking a leap of faith on some of those other ones. There's other players like Cook and other young players we really haven't seen enough of. So it is... Have Could it happen? Yes, it could. But then the flip side of that, if you had have done something similar to Adelaide in, let's say, the year 2000, and you said... And we went through all the talented young players. You could have said Goodwin, Edwards, McLeod, Rusciuto, um Matt Clark, Kane Johnson, Tyson Stengler. You'd say, oh, well, there'd be a Monty to win a premiership. But they didn't even make a grand final. Lots and lots and lots of things have to go right. Could they do it? Yes. Are they likely to do it? Once again, that's that's hard to predict. What do you think, Crows fans? Let us know on the text line, 0427 154 166. You can also call us too, 1300 736 The most important thing is you're shooting for the stars. And, you know, that's what you've got to do. If you're not aiming to win premierships in the next five years, you're in the wrong caper. One of those players who's aiming to be part of the Adelaide Crows' next premiership is Will Hamill, and we're going to speak to him next.